the Public News Service Story Newscast, March the 3rd, 2023. I'm Mike Clifford. The EPA is now proposing tougher air quality standards for soot pollution. And we have reaction from Arkansas, where a clean air advocacy group says it is a step in the right direction. Soot is fine particulate matter from power plants, vehicles, and refineries, and the EPA wants to revise its national ambient air quality standards for soot. Glenn Hooks with the group Audubon Delta says the EPA proposal would reduce the maximum allowable amount of this type of pollution from 12 micrograms per cubic meter of air to 9 or 10. He says Arkansas has five older coal-burning power plants and controlling their pollution output would improve public health outcomes and save lives. Communities that are near those power plants, those communities tend to have higher levels of asthma. They have higher levels of premature death. Particulate matter is the kind of thing that gets in your lungs and really causes health problems. And so solving that problem either by retiring coal-burning power plants in favor of cleaner energy solutions or cleaning up the power plants that we do have, it should be a priority for healthy communities. The EPA says the plan reflects the latest health data and scientific evidence but it is accepting feedback based on other suggestions as well. The agency held public hearings in February and is taking public comments until March 28th. For Public News Service, I'm Danielle Smith. The data shows about 63 million Americans live in areas with unhealthy spikes of soup pollution and 20 million live with dangerous levels year-round. Another Minnesota House committee has endorsed a bill that would allow sports betting within the state, but there are calls to add some provisions as the measure advances. If approved, the licenses would be provided to tribal nations around Minnesota to create sportsbook operations at casinos, and Minnesotans age 21 and older can also place wagers through their phones using online apps. Bill sponsors say revenue would go toward regulations and consumer protections, with another 40% used to address problem gambling. Susan Sheridan Tucker with the Minnesota Alliance on Problem Gambling says that language is appreciated, but she asked lawmakers if information sharing can be included too. Operators and their licensees will be collecting quite a bit of data that can help answer many questions that researchers have concerning gambling behaviors and can provide insights into whether more individuals are becoming addicted to gambling. The Minnesota Indian Gaming Association says it needs more information before commenting on that recommendation. I'm Mike Moen. This is Public News Service. New York lawmakers have introduced a bill there to ban radioactive waste from being discharged from the Indian Point Energy Center. This comes as the facility's owner, Holtec International, is considering dumping treated, but still radioactive, waste into the Hudson River. The river has a history of pollutants being dumped into it, and some 200 river miles are classified as a Superfund site by the EPA. During a forum about the implications of Holtec's actions, physicist Dr. Helen Caldicott describes some of what could end up in the Hudson, such as tritium. You can't remove tritium from water because tritium becomes part of the water, H3O instead of H2O. Tritium gets out into the atmosphere from nuclear power plants. And if you're immersed in a cloud of fog near a nuclear power plant, the tritium in the fog can actually enter the skin. The bill has been introduced by State Senator Peter Harkham. 
It would fine violators $25,000 a day if caught dumping radiological agents into New York State waters. Second violation fines would increase to $50,000 a day. I'm Edwin J. Vieira. For Missourians with a disability, earning too much money or having a spouse earn too much can mean losing important Medicaid health coverage. Our Deborah Van Fleet explains. State Representative Melanie Stinnett from Springfield says she observed this problem when young people she had worked with as a speech therapist shared some of the struggles they faced after entering the workforce. Stinnett introduced HB 970 to increase how much both an individual and their spouse can earn before losing Medicaid benefits. She points out that Medicaid covers indispensable services, such as personal care assistance. Individuals that come and help these individuals get up, get out of bed, get showered, dressed sometimes, so that they can get out and get to work. HB 970 would raise the amount a single Missourian with a disability can earn without losing benefits from roughly $41,000 to $88,000 per year, and married couples from $88,000 to $116,000. I'm Deborah Van Fleet. Finally, our Joey Graham lets us know an Indiana program is helping high school kids find more pathways to high-paying jobs. Modern Apprenticeship, or MAP, is a partnership between Ascend Indiana and Employee Indy. It matches talent with careers in technology, financial services, health care, and advanced manufacturing. Stephanie Bothan, who co-founded Ascend Indiana, says the nation is in a labor war. Employers post jobs but can't find enough skilled or credentialed workers. Paid apprenticeships can help overcome that. Bothan says she dreams of taking the program statewide, especially to schools and students in rural areas outside central Indiana. While students come out with a high school diploma, college credit, relevant credentials, and a network that helps them figure out what's right for them. This is Mike Clifford, and thank you for wrapping up your week with Public News Service. We are member and listener supported, heard on interesting radio stations, and you can find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.